everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brandon Shawin, and joining me tonight, we have Ash Collins. Ash, how are things? Things are going. Excellent. We also have Mark Nadu. Mark, how are you? It's Margarete. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? Margarete. <laughs> well, good. I think that's good. I, I don't. I don't know. It's pronounced Margarete. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I think you were the. I think you were the third best Italian one. <laughs> Grazie. Already <laughs> uh, vederci. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my damn favorite. But yeah, so tonight we have a review of Inglorious Bastards. So we'll continue along our Tarantino thon with that one. And we were supposed to do a Black Mirror review, but unfortunately, Mark was led astray by Show Me and watched a, a different episode than we were actually planning on watching tonight. So we're going to move the White Bear episode, which is season two, episode two, to next week. And so we'll do season two, episode two, and season two, episode three. Um, so apologies for that change, but shit happens. It's not a big deal at all. We'll definitely be able to talk about both next week, though, along with Django Unchained. So, yeah. Excuse <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, Show Me had the Waldo effect as the season two, episode two uh, episode. Um, so I watched that. And, uh, well, you'll get my thoughts on it next week, I suppose. I apologize for that. <laughs> Don't. It's fine. So, Ash, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, not a whole lot. We went, I had my birthday was yesterday. That's right. Um, happy, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. We were just, uh, we just did a lot of hangout at home, stuff like that. Yeah. Just chilling out. Um, I blew through, um, seven deadly sins anime with my wife. Um, really love that one. That one was, yeah, that one was a lot of fun. It is just absolutely crazy and fun and action packed and loved every minute of it. And it actually has like a beginning, middle and end, but they have room to keep going, you know, later. So they have more seasons, but it actually has like an arc, a hmm. uh, complete arc, which sometimes anime don't have. So I'm just clarifying that now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we watched that ended up watching. I watched another movie. What was it? It was one. Oh, final girl. That was the one I watched. Okay. I, I have mixed feelings on this one with Abigail Breslin. Uh, I believe so. Okay. Mm. It was. It's the one that just hit DVD and Blu-ray like recently because it's just popped up on Netflix within the last um couple weeks. I think it wasn't too long ago. Um, but yeah, I watched that one. Um, it really needed to be fleshed out. I liked the concept. Mm-hmm. I liked kind of what they were doing with it, but it was just kind of like. There's no meat behind it. It's like, yeah, we're just doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> there, you know, there's no like reasoning behind it, which I realize can happen, but it's not very satisfying in you know media. But uh, so that one was okay. And then we watched, we rented uh, Hate Flight. We went to rent Hate Flight so that I could actually see it. Um, and we ended up renting a whole bunch of other movies that we hadn't seen yet. Um, and uh, so we watched, we didn't have time to watch Hateful Eight tonight for the podcast, so we watched um, Gallows, um, which I liked, but I, it's it's a found footage film, but it's set up from the very beginning to work as a found footage film, and they have reasonable, plausible explanations for everything. 
basically the main cameraman is an asshole uh, <laughs> and just never turns the damn thing off. Hmm. But they establish that before any of the weird stuff happens. Um, so that's kind of, you know, it, it felt natural the more than most, some of them, you know. Um, yeah. But the uh, I liked the ghost. I liked the uh, what they did, the, the lighting, the, the different things. Uh, it, that just worked for me. I, and the only thing that I didn't like was that the ending is kind of you, you're, the audience is left to their imaginations as to what happens at the very end. Um, but other than that, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty solid. I was you know, uh, it kept me anxious the whole time. So that's cool. And there wasn't a lot of like jump scares, jump scares. But it's just like because you kind of know, like from the trailer, a couple of the ones, a couple of the the deaths got ruined. Yeah. Uh, trailer, but overall though, the dread building up to it is pitch perfect, like hmm. that. So excellent. You know, I love my found footage films. I just haven't gotten to see that one yet. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Cool. And I also picked up um, Hateful Eight. I actually ended up buying it. I got it the Best Buy Steel book. I was reading on Twitter, and um, one of the people I follow was talking about how Target and uh, Best Buy had steel books, but I was searching. I couldn't find a steel book at Target. I just saw a like they had some special features that were Target exclusive and had lenticular casing packaging. Uh, but I didn't see a steelbook, so I'm not sure um, what they were talking about. But I was a little disappointed because I was like, "Ooh, my! I have my pick of steelbooks. That's not that's not usual." Well, I know my buddy Andy. He pre-ordered his steelbook on uh, the Best Buy site. Okay. And uh, he was glad he did because apparently they sold out within two hours, day of. Wow. So only those with pre-orders and a lucky few were able to actually get their hands on a steelbook at Best Buy. Hmm. That's online. You're talking. Yeah, he pre-ordered okay. online, but then picked it up like in store. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and apparently by ten o'clock in the morning, it was uh, sold out, or either ten oh, wow. or twelve, depending on what time they open. Yeah. But yeah, within two hours of uh, the doors opening, uh, they were all gone. <laughs> That's crazy. I was there at my lunch break, but I actually had an early lunch on yesterday, so I was there around noon, and I was able to get one. So good thing I went early. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, Ash, you were searching for a video game yesterday. You were trying to download it. Did you, I don't know what game it was, but were you able to get it finally? I was able to get it finally. The PlayStation Network finally updated enough to uh, okay. to show it so that I, when I searched for it, I could get it. What game was that? Um, Tear, or Knights of Azure. It's a Japanese RPG, um, but okay. it's... Um, I want to say it's a little more, oh, it's a little more adult, but it's not like a mm. sex RPG, but it is about two girls <laughs> who are in love with each other trying to defeat the evil. So, okay. you know, that was right up my alley. Yeah, we so. know why Ash got it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much full motion video was there? <laughs> no, no, it's all CG. Um, <laughs> but it's like Dead or Alive. Um, they have boob physics and <laughs> apparently the animators actually, you know, didn't bother looking at what, you know, breasts actually do in real life. <laughs> it's like hilarious. these girls breathe too hard and they're like wiggling all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's a little distracting. But, yeah. <laughs> Very good. What was the game called? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Knights <laughs> <laughs> of Azure. Yeah. Oh, I, w- I want to pick that up now. <laughs> I love me some boob physics. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. So, is that sum up your week pretty well, then, Ash? Yeah, that covers it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Mark? Do anything fun this past week? 
Uh, yeah, a few fun things. Um, on Sunday, uh, I had mentioned last week I was heading to uh, my local indie theater, the Mayfair, and I went to see um, Big Trouble Little China on the big screen. Yeah, how was that? Uh, it was awesome. Um, so, I'm, so I'm pretty sure it was just like the Blu-ray you know, on the big okay. screen type of thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't care. Watching it with a bunch of people was awesome. Yeah. And I brought my girl, Melissa, and okay. she had never seen it before. Oh, God. <laughs> did not know anything about it. <laughs> so, and of course, I'm not going to say anything because I hate spoilers. <laughs> and I'm going to spoil my pleasure of watching somebody else <laughs> watching it for the first time. So halfway through, she she turns to me. She goes, I'm not sure if I should take this film seriously or not because <laughs> of all the crazy stuff. And yeah, she loved it. It was fun. Like, and it was just awesome seeing uh, this film uh, with a, a bigger, with a bigger audience. Yeah. You know, they were laughing at the same stuff I found funny. So I'm like, great. Because yeah. I've only seen this like with maybe a handful of friends okay. at most, you know. So seeing this with like a whole bunch of strangers hmm. was kind of fun. That's um, and then last night, I went to see Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh, okay. Oh, I went and saw that this weekend, too. I forgot about that. Yep, so did I. Yeah, I might be in the minority. I haven't been on, on Twitter very much, um, but I do have a few apps on my phone that takes news articles from interests. Yeah. And so I was get, staying away from those because they didn't want any spoilers, even though I found them, the, one of the most recent trailers spoil the ending for me, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, you know who the big bad is, mm-hmm. which I hated. Not who the big bad was, but just the fact that they spoiled it in the trailer. There was no need for it. Right. Um, but I liked it. And I liked it a lot. Yes. Um, Superman is a badass. You know, um, he he's not the Boy Scout yet because the world doesn't know how to treat him yet. You know, mm-hmm. he's an alien. Um not too much time had passed from the first film, which I thought was awesome. Right. I thought one of the opening sequences of Bruce Wayne driving or like speeding down the streets during the attack from the final yeah. scene in the first movie, mm-hmm. I thought that sequence was awesome. I thought it was oh, so yeah. cool. Um, because I, I, I guess you kind of forget how cool it sounded. Mm-hmm. Not even just the visual, the visual like uh, ramifications of it, mm-hmm. but just the sound of that, you know, sonic pylon hitting mm-hmm. the earth, and it just sounded so cool. It made me want to watch Man of Steel again. Um, I did. I watched it before we went to go see it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I guess I'm in a minority as well. I like Man of Steel. I thought it yeah, was I good. Did too. I love that literally all three of us are in, we are all in the minority, but we're all in the same minority because I love Man of Steel and love Batman vs. Superman. So, yeah. See, see, I I went into it with both Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman realizing these are not going to be the exact same characters from the comic books. They haven't been in the other movies. They will never be the exact same characters from comics. And Mm -hmm. even in the comics, you have vastly different interpretations of the character every time a new writer picks up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you know, so it's just, I went into it with a fresh mind. It's like, okay, you know, and I actually like Man of Steel because we got a different Superman, one that was learning how to do this as opposed to one that's, you know, I can mm-hmm. just pick this up and go. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like to me, you know, I guess Warner Brothers and DC, they're into the multiverses right now mm-hmm. because why have a different flash from the TV show to the one that's going to appear in the films? Yeah. Um, I think eventually it's all going to link up. Like, look, like I don't follow any of the DC TV shows and that's bad on my part because I heard they're all awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Supergirl's on CBS and she just did a guest spot on flash, which is on WB. 
Yeah. So sure, they're on different networks, but they're all the same universe. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. You know? Because so, you don't yeah. flood your network with all superhero shows you'll lose a good portion of your viewers. Mm-hmm. You have to diversify your shows. So if you can spread these shows on multiple networks, that's kind of cool, you know? They, uh, yeah, they're not going to... Um, the TV-verse, basically they're treating them as two separate universes because, like, Zack Snyder's in charge of the movie-verse and then, like, the TV universe has, like, a separate creative team that's behind that. Like, the TV, mm. the TV shows are actually limited in what they can do based off of what the movies are doing. Like, it's- um... Like, uh, they actually said that Arrow can't revisit him because he's in Suicide Squad <laughs> and, and yeah. like, a couple other things. So they're kind of, they're in, like, they won't have the same actors and stuff. And I think a lot of that has to do with tone. Uh, yeah. Like, Zack Snyder's going for a very, a more serious tone to it, kind yeah. of more grounded. And Arrow and Flash and Supergirl are very much the, we're comic books and we're having fun. You know, so it's very different, very different takes on it. Marvel's kind of in between with their stuff. But but the way you see it, though, you know, they're saying that right now, I can still see them doing the whole multiverse, fractured universes, colliding all together, <laughs> flash. Oh, that would be beautiful. Thing. Yeah. I think I, I kind of think that's going to happen because Marvel said the same thing about their Netflix TV shows and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where Whedon's in charge of, you know, the Avengers and the TV show, it's its own little separate universe. But at the same time, the, the TV shows do reflect what's happening in the big movies. So they might not be part of the universe, but at the same time, the ramifications from the movies are affecting the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 you know, like with Marvel, I, I find they're more linked together. Mm-hmm. Um, but with DC, I think eventually, and depending how box offices are and whatnot, I think they eventually will do one of those like Crisis on Infinite Earths type of storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it happening, and that's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. You know? And and quickly back to um, um, Batman Superman, mm-hmm. without spoiling anything, the fight scene that Superman has after he uses his battle armor and goes to do his other thing, it's just you like mean, an Arkham... You mean he... Batman? I think you said Superman. Oh, did I say Superman? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Batman. Oh, um, Batman has a fight scene after his encounter with Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an Arkham Asylum video game fight, you know, when you have to like do your combos and stuff. I thought that was the coolest Batman fight scene I've seen on Celloid yet. It was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty damn cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, so yeah, like sure, you know, the, the movie's dark and it's gray, but again, I, it's another version of these characters that we haven't seen yet. It's a darker universe. You know, um, I thought Ben Affleck was awesome as Bruce Wayne, as I thought he was going to be. Everybody is pooing on Batfleck, not giving the guy a chance. He was I think, fantastic. Right. He totally was. I think though everybody in the film was good. Uh, Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, is awesome as Superman. Uh, Affleck was good as Batman. And uh, Gail Gadot was amazing as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I loved her. I am excited for the prequel. Because Absolutely. whatever prequel, or I guess her her movie, I'm assuming is a prequel because of the picture. Mm-hmm. Because yep. you had uh, Captain Kirk as uh, Steve, uh, whatever her, her, I guess, a sweet trainer, her boyfriend. I don't really follow uh, Wonder Woman in comics very much. so I don't either. I'm I could be sure. wrong. But I guess... It's Steve, her, it's Steve something. I can't remember. Last right? Time. Yeah. So he was in that old... Oh, yeah, spoiler. He was in an image. 
So I'm assuming that, um, like Captain America 1 was, uh, uh, I guess the first Wonder Woman standalone will be based in like the 1912s, 1920s-ish era, which mm-hmm. would be very cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just love the film. I thought the whole film was, was badass. The Batmobile was pretty awesome. Hell yeah. I thought it would be hard to beat the Tumblr with the Christian Bale right, uh, right. Batman uh, Batmobile. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. I, I love the violence. I love the, the branding. Like, who yeah, actually doesn't want a Batman brand? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Come on. It was really cool. So, yeah, he's dark, but he was like 20 years in his career. He's fucking right. fed up. You know, all these bad yeah. guys. So, yeah, his, he, that that was the one thing I liked about it. it. You can tell he's had a lot of shit happen to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what other Batman would keep a joker graffitied <laughs> bat suit still right. hanging in there as a reminder of his failures exactly yeah that wasn't batman's suit i actually read about it now you know since i've seen the movie i guess mm-hmm. he had a robin and joker i was wondering robin. okay yes. was that robin that's what then? i thought that it was it, like a bat suit but maybe it, it did yeah. look like a bat suit but it was actually a robin suit that's awesome but apparently they had i haven't read the dark knight returns too because i think that's what the comic book is loosely based on or the movie is loosely based on mm. But they okay. Remember uh, the last two Hunger Games, the really cool chick uh, who was partnered with shit. I don't remember. Anyways, um, <laughs> one of the girls that was in Hunger Games You're starting to sound like me. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know I'm going on a tangent now. Um, but Jenna Malone, that's it, or Jane okay. Malone, Jenna Malone. She was cast as the female Robin from the comic book, and her um, arc and her character was completely cut out of the film. Oh wow! So yeah, that's why she was Batgirl, not Robin. Uh, no, yeah. she was a female Robin. Okay. Yes, yeah, well, that'll be something. in the extended version either way. So yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm apparently, the extended version. Oh, me too. I guess they're adding another thirty to forty-five minutes to this film already. Yeah, so the like rated director's cut is gonna be awesome. Oh, tell me about it. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. But uh, yeah, so I watched that last night in IMAX 3D, which was awesome. Apart from the one girl beside me that kept looking at her phone. I hate that. And I gave her three chances, and uh, Melissa beside me actually told her off. I'm like, huh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, because I was sitting beside her. Um, yeah, apart from that, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, so I don't know. I recommend the film. Um, I probably won't see it again until it comes out on Blu-ray just because there's so many other films that I want to see that I haven't checked out yet. Mm-hmm. But it's, to me... The only uh, comic book film I really haven't watched or series is any of the Fantastic Four films because I have no interest in it whatsoever. I haven't either. (laughs) But I'm sure I could find something redeeming on that last bomb that they had last summer. Mm -hmm. And I heard it sucked. But I'm sure I'll find something that I liked about it just because I like comic book movies. Right. Exactly. Um, But yeah, this one was good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And I, I'm excited for Suicide Squad. They showed another trailer with some new scenes in it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. DC is ramping it up, and I'm all for competition. So Margot Robbie as fucking Harlequin. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, I know. Jesus. And I've liked Harley Quinn since the animated series. Harley like, to me, I fell in love with Batman as a kid watching Batman the animated series in the early 90s. So, yep. to me... That yep. version of Batman is my yeah is my holy grail. So that's how I th- that's how I relate to the Batman characters. Um, so having Harley Quinn in this, having Joker, yeah, it, it's gonna be cool. I'm I'm very excited for these films coming up. Yeah, that's actually too. where Harley Quinn came from. Was mm-hmm. the animated series? She didn't show up in the comics until way after. 
Yeah, because uh-huh. she was so popular in the comic, or uh, in the cartoon, pardon me, they eventually added her to the whole Batman uh, family. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, your thoughts, uh, I'm going to plug myself a little bit here Over. on the, the Cinefessions YouTube page. Hmm. Um, it's actually up right now, um, but by the time this podcast goes live, it will have already been posted on the website as well. Um, but I posted our first video review, and that was uh, my thoughts on Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. And what you guys are talking about echoes my thoughts on it. I mean, it's eerie how, how close it echoes my thoughts on it. So. Um, you know, I'm definitely on the same page as you. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it's a different Batman, but I loved this Batman. Um, I thought it was just such a fun film. Uh, oh actually, my God. And Alfred. Oh, yes. Jeremy I love, Irons I love, I love Alfred when he is not afraid to sass back. Oh, <laughs> and and he, he drinks, you know, right. And, and, and like the bat armor does work on the big screen. Yeah. You look at the toys, it looks clunky, mm-hmm. but that Superman bat armor Thanks. is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I, the movie was, like, the movie started at 7.20. I got out of there at 10 p.m. at night. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it flew by. That's what I said, too. Yeah, it flew by for me as well. Like, it, it isn't a comic book film like the Marvel films where there's lots of fights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's not a funny movie. Not at all. I care about the characters. It kept me interested. Yep. That's what, that's what you want from a film. I was entertained for the full duration of the film. Right. Absolutely. Mm. Very good. Anything else for this past week? Uh, apart from that, well, I'm going to Cinema Wasteland uh, tomorrow morning. Yes. Uh, which is a B-movie drive-in uh, cult uh, movie convention in uh, Strongville, Ohio. Um, so I did some quick uh, prep, I guess, um, okay. because one of my uh, favorite B-movies is Frankenhooker. And I James, just ordered from the Arrow video sale, so I'm excited to finally watch it. Oh, it's good. It's so it, cheap, so on Blu-ray. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. And James Lawrence is, uh, he's the, uh, I guess, male lead in the film. Okay. And he's awesome. <laughs> like, he is awesome. And I met him probably two, three years ago at Cinema Wasteland. Um, mm. And he's probably one of my favorite guests. He was so much fun to talk to. And we bullshit. We made jokes about robbing an SO gas station. <laughs> you know, like just how, how did it come out of it? But yeah, we talk about, I guess he was joking about, uh, I guess, alimony payments or something. And then, yeah, we'll help you, you know, rob a gas station. So I have an 8 by 10 of, of him saying, yeah, well, I'll meet you at 8 p.m. behind the SO. You know, <laughs> such a cool guy. That's awesome. Um, so I rewatched that. And now I have a Franken Hooker uh, one sheet. So I'm going to get that signed. I've already got it signed by Patty Mullen, who plays uh, Frank, the Franken Hooker character. Okay. Um, so I'm going to get him to sign that. Cool. And I also watched for the first time, because I guess the big, uh, I guess, event at Simon Ways on this year is a street trash reunion. Um, so I watched uh, Street Trash, and uh, well, James is in it. And huh. apart from the exploding uh, homeless people, um, he's the only good thing in it. Um, I am again of the minority mm-hmm. in my circle of friends. I go to Wasteland, and I did not like the film at all. Hmm. Everybody loves it. I don't. Some hobo gets his penis cut, and then the other hobos play keep away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was dumb. I'm like, it served no purpose. I don't know. Oh, Maybe it was just the mood I was in. And I was right. stone cold sober at the time. But yeah. I did not like the film. Hmm. And uh, yeah, apart from that, I also rewatched uh, American Werewolf in London. Uh, just because. Uh, 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 
Love that movie. Yeah. And well, uh, David Naughton or Mick Naughton. Shoot. Uh, let me just go back here. David Naughton. Uh, he plays the lead in the film. He's going to oh. be there. Awesome. So I've got uh, an American Wolf insert poster. It's like those more like big bookmarky style posters for your walls, like 18 by like oh, wow. 27. It's a weird size. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to get that signed by him. Um, and I had not watched that film in, man, almost a decade. So we were watching <laughs> that on my old DVD. It yeah. was awesome. Like that transformation scene with the no cuts. Mm-hmm. Still the best yes. werewolf transformation put on film ever. <laughs> I agree. Like early '80s kicked ass for werewolf movies because you had you had American Wolf in London, then you had uh, the Howling, and then like what's the next good horror film, a horror werewolf film since then? I'd probably see Ginger Snaps and Dog Soldiers. Yeah, that's that's over it. That's almost you, two decades. Have you seen Bad Blood? No. Okay. They uh, the reason I asked Scream Factory just announced that they were releasing it, and I was just curious if it was any good or not. So. Uh, no, no, I've never seen that. Okay. I think it was Bad Moon or Bad Blood, something like that, but okay. I'm just curious. There was, yeah. one, there was one I watched in the 90s mm-hmm. that was really good, but I don't remember if we actually see a transformation sequence in the film, but the werewolf was pretty cool. Okay. Um, but this guy basically gets infected, and he turns every night, not just mm-hmm. the full moon. And like, oh, wow. he locks okay. himself in his trailer, and he like tries to like take himself out in the middle of nowhere, and he ends up uh, that doesn't work, so he ends up out of his family's place. Yeah, it's that one's pretty good. It's messed See, up. It's pretty good. That, that's a curse. Changing nightly. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, 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 boys, you can't get any chicks over. Like, what? <laughs> We're gonna be a yeah. Good luck with that. You know. Yeah, whatevs. Oh. But, uh, yeah. That that's pretty much it for me. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to next week to uh, hear a full recap of how Cinema Wasteland went down. Oh, well, I started with six beers and then went to 12. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from what you can remember, at least. I wasn't hungover on Monday, but I had to drive, so. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, so I uh, have been playing a lot of FIFA 16 on Xbox One. I just got that last week. I'm doing a uh, career mode as Tottenham Hotspur, and I'm having a hell of a good time with that. Uh, It's just whenever I get started with sports games, that's kind of what sucks me in for my video game time. And that's what it's been lately is is FIFA 16. So I think it's a really good game. How are the uh, breast physics in the game? <laughs> you know, the players are so far away. I'm sure they're great, but it's hard to notice <laughs> with the view I use. So <laughs> I'll have to change angles and let you know next week. Okay, please do. <laughs> um, and then I watched after we went to see Batman vs Superman, I was like, man, I know I want to watch Superman Doomsday. And I was like, I think I own it, which I did. And so we watched Superman Doomsday, the animated film. And it's uh, based on the the Death of Superman storyline. And there are mm-hmm. obvious connections between Batman vs. Superman and Superman Doomsday, uh, the, the, the story there. And so, um, you know, I really liked that film. But I was a little disappointed as I was going through because I realized about maybe a quarter or halfway through that I actually had already seen it. I watched it maybe a year or two ago, which I'd forgotten. Um, I mean, it's still a good film, but I, my goal that night was to watch something I hadn't seen uh, so I was a little disappointed with that, but um, yeah, I really enjoy the the DC animated films. Uh, most of the time, I'm watching it's when I'm watching one's going to be Batman related. Uh, but just given the fact that we mm-hmm. just watched, you know, Batman Superman, I wanted to watch a Superman one. So yeah, but that was about it. And then yeah, um, I haven't watched any of those. No, okay. Yeah, I, the only one I really watched was Gotham Knights because it was between the first and second uh, Nolan Batman's. 
Yeah. And they're all Netflix, but I've never really uh, took the chance to watch any of those. But I heard they're good. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good universe to watch. The animated films as well. They're, um, they're awesome. Son of Batman is on there right now. Son of yeah. Batman is really good if you want to get into um, like the, the Damian Wayne thing from the comics. Yeah, um, like that, that one's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, and then they have the there's a Justice League one that's like Justice League Origins or something like that, which is an adaptation of the the new 52 launch. Oh, okay. Uh, of okay. Justice League, which is pretty good too, because uh, Green Lantern gives Batman a bunch of shit, uh, and it's hilarious because uh, he's just like he's just like so because he he show, Green Lantern shows up in Gotham and he's like so uh, what could you do? And hey, can you do this? No. You do this? No. You do this? No. It's like, you're not just some wacko running around in a costume, are you? Batman just turns and looks at him and gives us a shitty grin. And it's like, <laughs> you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, there's some great moments. And I, I think they changed out some of the characters. Um, if I remember right, they got rid of Aquaman and put in Shazam instead in the animated one. Because I remember Aquaman being in the in the comic, which was kind of disappointing. Because I, I'm not a big fan of Shazam, but I liked everything else pretty much about that the the adaptation. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Who's I like, the main uh, Green Lantern? Oh, is it still Hal Jordan, or is it Kyle Reimer, or is it? There's uh... like three of them. Uh, okay. I haven't been keeping track of them. Green Lantern was never really my my favorite. So yeah, I don't. Know. I, I really only follow the Bat Family as far yeah. as DC. And, and occasionally Wonder Woman and like Power Girl and, and Harley, but yeah, I like the Power Girl cosplay. <laughs> that's that's unrelated to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, another one, um, Assault on Arkham. I thought was was okay, but I really liked the Harley Quinn character in that. I thought she was she was really interesting and fun to watch for another animated one. But yeah, so that was pretty much it for this week. Um, I these. Past couple of days, I've been mon- uh, Monday night. I recorded a, my the video review, and then realized there was you know, a lot of things I needed to work on. So Tuesday night, rewrote, re-recorded, and then spent a lot of time today editing and and trying to get everything right there. And so it finally went live today. Um, so definitely check that out. Like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube page. We would really appreciate that. But with that out of the way, let's move on with our Tarantino thon. With our third to last film, the 2009 film *Inglorious Bastards*, directed by Quentin Tarantino, and according to IMDb, Eli Roth was another uncredited director. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I read. So, mm. this film has an 8.3 rating on IMDb and a Metacritic score of only 69, which surprised me. Yeah, me too. But yeah, so uh, as with all of these movies in this Tarantino thon, there will be spoilers. So this is your spoiler alert if you have not seen the film. We highly suggest you stop now, go watch it, and then come back and listen to us once you are done. So, the IMDb synopsis in Nazi-occupied France during World War II, a plan to assassinate Nazi leaders by a group of Jewish U.S. soldiers coincides with the theater owner's vengeful plans for the same. Got dogs dogs barking outside, that's always fun. But other than that, let's jump in here. So, when I let's talk about our history with the film. I forgot about that step, excuse me. So my history with the film, I've seen Inglorious Bastards once. Um, Bridget and I watched it on Blu-ray when it first came out, and I loved the film. 
Um, looking back on the film, there are a few key moments that really stood out to me. Uh, one of them is the very opening scene, but I won't go forward until I ask you guys. Um, Ash, what was your history with Inglorious Bastards coming in? Um, I'd actually only watched this once or twice before uh, when I hit home video because um, it, it came out, I think, when I was laid off okay. uh, around the time. So I just didn't see it in the theaters and I just ended up getting it on Blu-ray later. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that was pretty much how I was introduced to it. Okay. Very good. I've, you said last week this was the least that you've seen this movie the second least or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, I like this one. Watching it more this time than I have before. This is probably honestly my least favorite Tarantino film. Oh wow, that is shocking. Um, okay. It, that's not saying it's bad. No, I, I absolutely love this film. It's yeah. Just, it, not watching it now, but it's not. It's not one that I would go to first or second or third even though you know hmm. it's like a, it's okay. it's just never <sighs> there are some really great scenes in it mm-hmm. but it, it has never really grabbed me uh nearly as much as i thought it would just based off the previews okay and what about you ash what's your history with glorious bastards you just asked Margarita. did i say that <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you know what i meant uh, would you prefer that I speak uh, the king's language? <laughs> I love that. Moi, j'ai vu ce film au cinéma la première fois et j'ai tombé en amour tout de suite. C'est un de mes films préférés de Quentin Tarantino. Je pense que c'est le film que j'ai vu le plus de fois. Et chaque fois que je l'écoute, je tombe en amour avec le film chaque fois. Uh, so for everybody else, um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite Tarantino films. I saw this in the theaters for the first time and I fell in love as soon as I saw it. That first scene, it's like using the line in the Matrix Reloaded, it's like wiping your ass with silk. It's such a beautiful scene. Everything falls into place. The language that they use, the way they can go back and forth, the actors that they selected, I thought it was fantastic. Um, so yeah, this is by far my favorite Tarantino film. Okay. Uh, like I've got t-shirt, I've got, a, I got a Hugo Stiglitz t-shirt. <laughs> um, you know, the soundtrack to me is, is, I think, well, we'll go, we'll get to that when we get to that point. Um, I think it's the best cast that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's violent. It's funny. The use of chapters is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah. This to me, this is probably his best work. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so I like that you do your own interpreting. That's really good. <laughs> Jack of all trades over here. Yeah, well, I think oh. we got one listener in France, so I want to, <laughs> I want to make them feel welcome. I know for sure. <laughs> so, chapter one: Once upon a time. In occupied France, 1941. Yeah, so this is one of the, as I mentioned, one of the scenes that just whenever I think of Inglorious Bastards, this scene always stands out to me. It is just, I mean, as, God, it just is perfect as it gets, really. Yeah. Um, and I was watching, and no, I'm not sure if it was tense this time around because I know what's going on under the, flo- under the floorboards or regardless of that fact. It's, but either way, it was just very uncomfortable to watch because it's the you can tell that something is is happening. Something is about to happen. Something's going on just by the um, the actors that are in the scene who I think all just do a fucking fantastic job. 
And because they're Nazis, Nazis won't yep. come to your house unless there's a reason for right. Nazis to come to your house. Exactly right. You know, so just the fact that you see two motorcycles and a convertible right. drive down your road, um, you know, right away that uh, uh, what uh, his name is, uh, Perrier Lapadette, he knows right away that he's going to get caught. You know, he tries to wash himself. He tries to calm himself down. Mm. Um, he puts up a good face. Yeah. Nazis are Nazis. Right. You know, like they're, they're going to find out the truth, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Um, like they're probably the scariest group of people in my known history. Right. Like, like to me, like, is there anybody scarier than a Nazi? Trump supporters? Uh, I'm Canadian. <laughs> I'm just so, um, so little. Well, you should be scared because those Trump supporters are going to start driving Americans up to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just saying, if yeah. you, I can, I can rent. I got a huge bean bag chair. <laughs> sleep in. I know where you I'm know. going. Money's <laughs> cheap. I got a huge movie collection. Ladies, please, you know, uh, send me, uh, send send me three recommendations, and uh, you know, we'll take it from there. But uh, yeah, like like you know. They're so like they're well dressed. Mm-hmm. They have a smile on their face. God, Landa, they're ruthless. Like seriously, Landa. Hmm. Wow. Like Christopher Waltz. This is the first film that I recognized him in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I, and still to this day, I haven't checked on his IMDb, so I don't know if he did any American or North American films prior to uh, *Inglorious Bastards*. He is but, amazing in this. Oh yeah. my god. Yes. He's amazing that, in this, this. This and in Django. He, it, yes. He, yes. Oh, my God. He's but amazing. I, I think he's more amazing in this just because he can speak all those languages naturally. Like, he didn't have to go to a linguist uh, coach to learn, you know, the German or to learn the French or the English or the or the, uh, the, uh, the the Italian. Like, mm-hmm. he's competent in all those languages. That's I, crazy. He sounds fluent. Like, if he has an accent, like, I can't really tell. You know, yeah. But, but obviously, English, yes, he does. You know, but for the other languages, like flawless. Like it, I, I was like in awe during the whole film. But that first scene, I'm on the edge of my chair. Oh, no doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about it. And I wrote later that um, Landon uh, Landa has to be one of the most despicable characters in all of Tarantino's filmography up to this point. Yes, by mm-hmm. far. I would agree. Just the way he ha- goes about it with that smile on it. And, it. and the scary thing is, he is incredibly good at his job. And that just makes it all the more scary. He's smart. Yes. Like, he is, is so smart. Um, yeah, the I love the pipe that he pulled out. If, <laughs> if the scene, I feel like if the scene wasn't so just tense and, and I wasn't so enthralled with everything going on, I feel like it's almost a humorous moment just because of how large the pipe is it's just so <laughs> crazy to me it's like the excess of wealth that they have you know? right he pulled yep. like uh Perry Lapadit pulled his little corn cob pipe yeah and here comes uh colonel hans landa with this huge like deluxe sherlock holmesy style pipe just to trump everybody like exactly. he is the man wearing the pants in this scene right you know yep. like you won't be able to like i deserve this pipe because i'm not good at my job mm-hmm. you will not beat me at this game <laughs> exactly. and just the fact too like he's so disarming when you start yeah you know uh he's smiley he's asking for a glass of milk right 
And, and just the way he keeps pronouncing the farmer, the, the cattle farmer's name, Monsieur Lapadite, Monsieur Lapadite, like, well, it's, 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 it, in a way, it's almost sexy, you know? <laughs> like, he, he's kind of like snake charming us into yeah. a sense of comfort. Mm -hmm. And then he starts speaking English. Right. His smile fades and his Nazi comes to the surface. You know yep. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, what a what a powerful first chapter of a film. Oh, absolutely right. I mean, the the turmoil that I mean, you can just read the turmoil on. I've, I can't say his name, but the father's the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. You 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 can you can smell and taste the sweat coming yep. from his brow. Absolutely. And when he when he gives it, it's just like man, like you can't you can't be mad at the guy. I mean, he's saving no. his family. It's just wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a just wow. Awesome scene. Yeah, it's probably one of the best. And is it even the best in the film? You know, it's so good, but there's so many good scenes in the there, film. I agree with you. I mean, there's so many scenes where it's just like I, the tension just kept getting ratcheted up. It yeah. just it kills me. I, I think I honestly I think this first scene is probably the best in the film as far as the tension goes. There are two other scenes where I think. It's just as thick and just as good. Mm -hmm. um, it, yeah. uh, the um, the pub scene. Yes, uh, exactly. And then the other one is when they get the French uh, woman who owns the cinema, and he shows up. Yes, mm -hmm. at at that uh, coffee thing in the restaurant. When yes, he, uh, yeah. when uh, yeah. he has a strudel. Right. Oh. <laughs> Wait for the cream. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they did, he turned him in just with the actor's help, of course. Uh, obviously, just he nails this tension that you can just feel it mm -hmm. in those three scenes specifically. It just that that just spoke to me right there. Um, mm -hmm. Watching it this time, like I kind of like I just didn't like I love the first scene. Like the first couple of times I watched this, and then the others, it didn't. I didn't catch it before, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it, this this time I I caught it. I I appreciate the film a lot more watching it. I think it's I guess the third or fourth time I've watched, probably the third. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, very good. Like Christopher Christoph Waltz won an Oscar for a reason, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, to me, no this doubt. is his. This is his uh career defining role mm -hmm. you know like he's he's good in django which you'll find out right but but to me he's tops here <laughs> yeah excellent yeah so from here we move on to chapter two and then we get the introduction of brad pitt's character which i'm a goddamn i i think he's so brilliant in this film his 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 accent the yeah. way he handles everything he's just as you know southern as you can get he's gonna go fight his nazis um <laughs> i love him in this so much yeah um another character i thought was just really good was uh the the hitler i don't know the guy's name i forget i have it written down here uh hitler that would be martin Woodkey. Woodkey, yes um I love that in this chapter, he goes, who and what is a Lieutenant Butts? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> boots. What is a boots? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
yeah, and we get the we get our first scalping, which I think all the scalpings look really good. Um, to just oh god, they tense. did. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten how good they did. <laughs> and I, you uh, needed a scene like this with some humor mm-hmm. to bring you back down from the intensity of chapter right. one. You know, so this is as much as it's cool and stuff. It's also a pacing thing. Yeah, you know, because you can't have your audience redlining on tension for the full two plus hours. Exactly. You know, you get exhausted. Um, if I had one criticism. Mm-hmm. For I guess the uh, I guess the the bastards, yeah, is uh, casting Eli Roth as Donnie Donowitz. Oh, I love him. Yeah, but as the Bear Jew, I'm expecting a big guy, a big guy. Yeah, you know, like he's the Bear Jew, you know, mm-hmm. and to have him come out of the tunnel about to whack uh, the uh, SS lieutenant in the head. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a, a, a bear of a man. And it's the opposite because it's how the Germans perceive, you know, the nicknames that they give right. these guys, you know? So I understand that. But it just in my mind, I'm expecting this huge, like, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzeneggerian style guy. And I'm getting... Schwarzeneggerian. <laughs> you know, excellent you know word. I mean? No, I do. I just love the I word. I made that up and I stumbled a bit. <laughs> And that well, is you do point. know you do know Schwarzenegger is actually only like five eight or five ten or something like that, right? Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, he's wide and buff, but he is short. I'm actually taller than he is. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that either. I had no idea. But I'm expecting a guy like of that nature, you know, right. I mean? or even like a Dolph Lundgren, you know, like just yeah, yeah. Huff, you know. And you get you know Donnie Donowitz, you get Eli Roth, you know, hey, hey guys, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't, but I, I think that's it's why just I that, like it's it. just that one scene. I'm like, ah, because he's cool at the end mm-hmm. with his other buddy, but uh, with the Coco. But I don't know. I thought, um, I, I just thought it was what I expected when he first came out. Yeah, uh, I should say. I do. I do think Eli Roth manages a much better performance here than he did in Death Proof. Oh, for sure. By a long shot, <laughs> well, he's got more meat to chew I, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so much more to do in this. Yeah, because in Eli, uh, he's in, in Eli Roth, in, in Death Proof, he's a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. In, in this, you're rooting for him. You just He's just not what you kind of expect, which I guess, again, makes sense with the whole nickname, with the, what the Germans give them and whatnot, you know, because right. they're, so, they're so violent and what. And so, yeah, uh, they call, like, yeah, I mean, even going back to, they call, um, I don't I can't remember what the character's name was, but the small one or the or the, the small guy, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the little guy. The little guy. Little guy. Like, You're a lot taller than I expected. Yeah, which is that's very funny. You know? <laughs> um, uh I loved um Stiglitz's intro. Wow. Yes. Fucking great was that. And then a random Samuel L. Jackson voiceover to boot. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, fucking great. And uh speaking of the bear Jew, just his even if you didn't like him, just that beating of the sergeant. Holy shit. Yeah, just graphic. brutal. <laughs> it's, it's turned you horrific, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. I, I love yeah, the, the sequence leading up to where they bring the guy over. Yeah. You're going to point this out. And he just points. Yeah. There's no hesitation right there. <laughs> but is that not the same guy who just had, uh, whose wife just had a kid in the inn? No, because that's butts. <sighs> they look very similar to me. Well, yeah. Well, the one guy is Lieutenant Butts or whatever, and the other guy, uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, Maximilian. Oh, what was the other guy's name? Yeah, Maximilian was a son. Yeah. Ah, they said it like a hundred times. I just can't remember. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. 
but it yeah, was a different it, name. They, they, look, they look very similar to me. But no, you're right. Now that I've said it and I made a fool of myself, thanks, oh. guys. Oh. Um, yeah, no, you're right. They're not the same. <laughs> oh, that'd be an interesting choice, but no. Oh, you know, you see one, not so you see them all, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So, chapter three, we get the, uh, we get reintroduced to the Jewish girl who was able to escape in chapter one, mm-hmm. which so I think is enough. interesting as hell that he didn't shoot at her. But I think it was uh, more a practicality thing. Like she was too far away. So that's why he didn't shoot. I'm surprised as well. Like why he had two motorbikes. Why didn't the motorbikes chase her down on the grass? Yeah, knoll? exactly. I don't know, but I still think at the end, you know, when he says, oh, Shoshana, and you hear like the Zamfir music play and her running down the running down the, the hill with the blood face, the blood cake face. Right. Um, very cool visual. Absolutely. Hmm. I think he probably let her go because he enjoys hunting more than actually catching them. And if he lets her get away, he gets to keep hunting her. Yeah. What's his nickname? Isn't it the Jew hunter or something like uh, that? Yeah. The, yeah, it's the, the Jew, Jew hunter. hunter. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because at the beginning, he liked the nickname. Mm-hmm. But at the end, he's, you know, the nickname is beneath him. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, three years have passed, though, so a lot can happen. That's the only true. thing I, I do like that it ends up that she is actually the hero of this film. Mm-hmm. Like, from uh, totally, because the Americans just completely fuck up. <laughs> oh, agree. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh, Americans are purely the comic relief of this film. Right, oh, and yeah. they do a wonderful job at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty standard, I think, for for us to be the comic relief. Well, and so, that being said, though, I was actually kind of watching it this time. I was actually wanting more with her and her character yeah. and uh, and her assistant at the theater. But we don't necessarily get that at all. Yeah, I, I thought- I thought maybe they were going to introduce like a romantic relationship between the two of them. Well, it's implied. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, uh, it is implied, but they, I, I would have liked to have seen more of her because she was just amazing to watch. Yeah. Just her acting, everything. Yeah, but, I, I agree. She she was one of the beacons of a very bright star already, you know? Right. Like, there's so many strong elements of this film mm-hmm. that – her role kind of gets me pushed aside a bit. Yeah. When she was amazing. Like, she, I think she was overlooked a bit, I guess, in the whole uh, Academy race mm-hmm. that, that year. Because there's so many strong performances in one film. Right. Um, not everybody can be nominated, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was fantastic. Yeah, I love her uh, rebuffing the re- rebu- rebuking, rebuking, right? Is that the word? R-E-B-U-K-E? Uh, the German shul- the German soldier. Felix Zolar. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I hated his face. You know, I honestly, I felt a little bad for the guy. I understand wh- that this will never happen. You know, she's a f- Jewish person who's actually acting as a French woman, and he is a Nazi sh- soldier in occupied France. So yeah. clearly, I shouldn't feel bad for this guy, but still from a human element, I still felt a little bad for him in the beginning there just because it was so pathetic the way that he was getting turned down to to quote iron man in in civil war the upcoming movie i want to punch him in his perfect teeth (laughs) yes yes exactly Uh, yeah i uh nothing against the actor but Mm -hmm. i hated the character and the actor 
was perfect with her role. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it, there's like a couple moments where I do feel bad for him, especially when you think that he's actually feeling bad for what he's done while he's watching yeah. the film later, and then you that, realize he's just using an excuse, and it's just like, oh, you asshole. Mm-hmm. You had to be rooting for you. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him at all, because the, the moment that they meet the first time, she shows him his papers. Because she thinks that he really wants to see her papers. He should say, no, 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 this is not like an official thing. But he still looks at him and like. Well, see that that yeah. scene there, the reason she, so he's, he's hitting on her clearly. Yes. And she, he says, what's your name? So she doesn't want to tell him his name. So she makes it as professional, you know, quote unquote, as possible by, impersonal. oh, you want to see my, yes, to keep it unper- impersonal. Exactly. But and so he ex- takes it and gets her name out of it. He still accepts it, though. Yeah. He could have said, hey, no, no, no. I, I don't want to see your papers. Let's try to get this information organically. Mm-hmm. But he still does the Nazi in himself and takes the papers and, like, you know, yeah. gets a good look at her details. I mean, he is a soldier. He is trained in a certain way. He's a Nazi. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, One of my favorite parts of this chapter um. I guess just filmmaking wise has to be when Tarantino doesn't show us the subtitles, when the people in, in the restaurant are coming up to that soldier, what's yeah. it, Frederick coming up to Frederick. Yeah. And so we as an audience, well, no, they were speaking German at that point. Right. So yes. Yeah. Um, even you Definitely. didn't know Mark, cause I don't think you speak yeah. German. Do you? Ha. Nine. <laughs> so you well, were stuck and I too, think damn it. Does that because, um, we're getting it from her point of view. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't speak German. With us. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly right. That's why I loved about that part. thought that was very cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I, when I keep watching this film, it's my favorite Tarantino film, and I forget that I have to read two-thirds of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's like I, I just – you just don't realize that like a good 6% of the film is subtitled. Right. You know? You speak French fluently though, right? That's – yeah, but I speak like Manitoban French, oh, and this okay, is like different. France French. There, there's a, a little bit of a different dialect. Okay. The, the first time seeing this film, I was glad there were subtitles. Yeah. Now, not so much because I get the gist of it. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. There's there's so many different versions of French. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you know, I guess <laughs> in English and just in America, you've got a different uh, uh, accent if yeah. you're from New York or if you're from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's the same thing, but on a more global scale. Okay. Well, hell, even in New York, if you're in New York City, you're lucky if you don't hear six or seven different dialects yeah. of English <laughs> within too? within yeah. New York City itself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the fact that when Landa comes in. And he orders a glass of milk for her. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> oh. what a small but brilliant touch. Yeah. Wow! I, ju- I noticed so that this time, and I was just like, "Oh, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like I, I seen it before, and it's like he knows." Yeah, I know exactly. And he doesn't know, but he, he knows, know. right? And, oh, and the way that the waiter dollops the cream <laughs> on the strudel, mm-hmm. and then he takes it just him. Taking a slice with his fork, you know, and then eats it. Mm. Just the way that, like, it's such a small, minute thing. Yeah. But the way Tarantino, like, films it shows that, you know, even though he, he's a Nazi, he's still a man of high taste and he's an elegant man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a gentleman in a Nazi uniform. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's refined, mm-hmm. but he's got a job to do. Mm. Yeah. You know? Um, and just the fact after he leaves oh, and the horror Minuscule. on her face, like 
I hold my I breath know. when this scene happens. Yeah. You know? It's it, so it, small too. It happens in literally probably three seconds, if that. Yeah. It's so quick, but it's so brilliant. Yeah. It, it, it's gut-wrenching because you put yourself in her shoes. Mm -hmm. What would you do? You know? Yeah. So, and then yeah. uh, she just – in in the world of, of of what we're seeing anyway, in the timeline of the film, just like immediately comes up with this idea of burning it to the ground. I love that, and then we get another Sam Jackson voiceover, which I and like. that's hardworking because that theater was gorgeous. Oh my god, I know! Yes. Like what yes. a beautiful theater. <laughs> I know it's a set. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. If that was like a real life, I would uh, I'd be choked. But that said, though, he killed my family. I can rebuild. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting, I guess this is jumping ahead a little bit, but both plots, Operation Kino, because that's actually what we're moving on to now, Chapter 4, Operation mm -hmm. Kino, both plots involve suicides. The Americans are going to suicide bomb the fucking place. Yeah. Whereas the girl in, in, in um, what's his name? Marcel. Marcel were going to lock themselves in, right, and burn it to the ground. No, I think they were going to get away. Were they? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I couldn't does tell get I think that was the plan. Yeah. But I think they both realized that they could die here, Z. Yeah. Yes, there's a chance uh, of them perishing. And like so he just, did get away. That was, did he? Like I didn't remember them showing him getting away. I maybe just missed it or something, but I don't recall that. I believe they did because you don't see him burn. Yeah, that's you what was, you, you yeah. see him flick the cigarette and then like he walks away, right? Yeah. Um, she was supposed to meet him, but you know, as we're going to talk about it, right. things don't always go to plan. Exactly. So let's uh, talk about the origins here operation of operation kino so we get fucking michael motherfucking myers out of nowhere yes <laughs> that was random as hell i've forgotten that he was in this film actually like, i think he's probably and i and he's for me he's probably the weakest part of this film yeah his he, he stands out too much as off he it's, does it's sun casting yeah you know, which is not necessary mm -hmm. and like has he done anything since I don't know what he's done I, lately. Like seriously, since Austin Powers, he's kept pretty much right. his his head on the ground. Yeah, That's you know, without looking at IMDb, look but there. yeah, yeah, I, I, no, I don't recall yeah. him in anything since uh, the last Austin Powers. That's a good point. Yeah, but yeah, so this is when we get uh, this other just incredibly tense scene, mm -hmm. and uh, it's the bar scene mm -hmm. in the basement, and I love how adamant he did Shrek. The Shrek. Oh, oh that's definitely. right. Okay. He did I Shrek really... Forever After, and yeah. then they have an Austin Powers 4 that's rumored to be in production right now. Hmm. And I don't know about that. <laughs> do, we, do we need another Austin Powers? But, yeah, but really, I mean, the only thing he's done since 2009 was the Shrek movie and a few hmm. like shorts, uh, yeah. animated shorts where he does the voice. So. Interesting. Yeah, him and Eddie Murphy are on a similar path right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and before we go into richer than any of us will ever be. Oh, hey, I'll take his career. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do a sequel with Heather Graham. I have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, but before we go too deep into, into uh, Operation Kino. Yeah, absolutely. Another reason why I love this movie is that it's the first time I noticed Michael Fassbender in, oh. on film. Like, I don't recall seeing him in anything prior to this. Okay. I know it probably wasn't his first movie. No. But this was my first introduction to him. Hmm. So, you I, I, yeah, the first time I remember Michael Fassbender was actually from uh, X-Men First Class. 
and then I realized I had seen him in this. Right. But yeah, uh, he he does really good in this role. Oh my it's god! Just, it, it just it didn't uh, it didn't click with me the first time. Like I, I saw him in something else. Yeah, like his I, he's he's like a Christoph Waltz where he's prolific in multiple languages, and mm-hmm. the way he can switch from English to German, I uh, awesome. And like the guy's done a lot of really quirky roles, and like I I dig his career. Like he 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 takes chances on on films, like like Frank, which is an indie film about this indie band with. Uh, um, <laughs> Dom Gleason, uh, he was in that season one or season two episode one of Black Mirror. Oh, okay. And uh, anyways, going off a tangent, Frank's it's on Netflix. Check it out; it's awesome. But uh, yeah, Michael Fassbender was the first time I see him in this. It was in this film, and uh, like Christoph Waltz, he blew me away, completely away. I I thought he was amazing in this uh, in his scene here. Yeah, he really is. And looking through his filmography, I guess I would have seen him in 300 first because it came yes. out first and I saw that yes. in theaters. Oh, wow. He has one of the best lines in that movie, too. Oh, yeah. We what, will, do you remember we will, our arrows will blot out the sun. <laughs> He's like, then we will fight in the shade. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That's oh, awesome. Love that but, scene. But seriously, like, you think so of 300, you just think of Gerald Butler. And right. you think of uh, Lena, I guess his wife. Um, I don't remember anybody else in the movie. I, yeah. I completely forgot he was in 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered apps. without looking through um, IMDb. Yeah. But, yeah, he is, I mean, he's brilliant, absolutely. I still, I really need to see Hunger with him. I actually own it on Criterion uh, Blu-ray. I just have not okay. watched yet, but I heard he's I, just amazing in it. I have not seen that either. Okay. Definitely have to watch that one soon. Yeah, I, I heard it's really good. Mm-hmm. And which was the one where, he, where he's naked? Is that Shame. It's, see, I did not see Shame either. Me either. Another one I need to see. Yeah, so I'm I'm behind on my uh, on my fastbender. Mm-hmm. I did see a really good one of his last summer called Slow West. It okay. went direct to video. It's a it's a cowboy film, hmm. uh, but not cowboy, just cowboy era style film. Yeah, uh, more settlers and uh, indie film, more character based, character driven. It was really good. Very cool. Never even mm-hmm. never even really heard of that one. Yeah, it went uh, indie theaters and then uh, VOD. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so the this chapter introduces us to that second really tense scene, I believe. Yes. And um, the moments of laughter was some of the most uncomfortable laughter I've ever seen. They, it's so wonderful because just every laugh and smile just builds the tension more and more. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking to see who the, uh, who the uh, um, German uh, lieutenant was. And I can't find them. The but, was that the one who came over and spoke with them? Yes, Major Hellstrom. Holy fuck, was he good? August oh Deal. Oh my god, yeah. Yes. I, uh, I I I've seen him in one other film. I think it was the Counterfeiters that huh? uh, came out a few years ago, which was okay. another amazing film. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, August was amazing in this uh, in his role really? and his back and forth. With Tiglitz and with Fassbender. I know I'm, I'm, I'm merging names with characters. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, th- that is such a tense scene. It, it's another, like, you know, uh, you have a, a, a you know, uh, edge of your seat uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Then you got an American funny scene. Another edge of your, uh, edge of your seat uh, thing. And then you get the Kino. And then you go into the into the restaurant, which is another high point. Right. Uh, it's a. This is a roller coaster of a film. Yeah, 
I mean, it's that that five act structure is just working for it really well to give it yeah. the ups and downs. It's so just exciting to watch. And but, then you know, just the whole like the 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 German that they're speaking mm-hmm. and just the the banality of the game. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I wanted to drink a beer out of a boot so that was bad. Awesome. <laughs> that was so oh. cool. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. It, this this movie just hit so many levels. It's like one. It's one of those once in a lifetime movies. Yeah, which Tarantino now has a few of them, which is crazy. I know exactly. Um, I want to try thirty-eight year old Scotch because I just I want to see <laughs> if it's actually good. I've never had yes. it before. I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> I can guarantee you it is probably delicious. You know, um, yes. I love, let me, what was her, um, the actress who, um, Diane Kruger, v- uh, Bridget Van Hammersmark. Ha- yeah. yeah Diane Kruger. Hammer exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought she was really, really good in this. Um, I love that she's, you know, making new friends when they walk into the bar and then the way she handles everything so calmly, so coolly was just mm-hmm. wonderful. But I think she's even better after the fact when she's on the table and they're trying to get information from her. I thought she just did such a great job with that. Uh, I don't know what it was about her, but I thought she was really wonderful. Yeah, I've never had a finger in my leg before. God, I know. But uh, the way she emotes it, I don't think I ever have to. You know, she does a good enough job. <laughs> That's not something I really want to fulfill myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we she get was a national treasure. I did not know. That. Hmm. And she's also in that movie with Liam Nielsen, Unknown. And you oh, know right. when Liam that Nielsen started destroyed. doing this? Yeah, he started doing a, a string of like uh, you know, uh, yeah. take dark she was like one of the films. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. She was what? She was actually Helen, Helen of Troy. That's who she played in in uh, Troy, the one with Brad Pitt. Oh, so they've actually okay. been in a film together before. That's interesting. I never saw that. I haven't seen um no, yes, I've seen Troy in theaters and I watched people walk out and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm thinking of yeah. Rome. What's the really long one with um No, no it's, it's not it's Troy because Rome was the HBO TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if it felt long it's because it's two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Troy. I don't think it was though. What's that guy's name? Oh, I, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna forget it, and I can't remember. So, is it the one with uh, with what's his name on the cover? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> but what the hell is his uh, name? He's got a muddy face. Yeah, yeah, they they just released like the director Alexander. Alexander. Uh, yeah, well, Alexander the Great. That's with uh, that's with um, oh, fuck the guy that was in the Lobster and he yep. was in the Total Recall remake. Yep, and I can't think of his goddamn name. Yeah. In that case, then, then yes, that was Alexander. Okay, yeah. That I'm was that thinking one. of a different film altogether. <laughs> okay, that had nothing to do with anything, I don't think. But nothing. Um, I love in this chapter you get that insanely brutal, quick, and just devastating fu- gunfight that Tarantino loves to put into his films. Uh, it's just, man, everything goes so fast. And I'd forgotten yeah. that those characters died. I was like, oh, shit. Like, they're just gone, just like that. In the blink of an eye, man. And Tarantino's got a thing about getting shot in the balls. <laughs> you know? It's By not going to be a kill shot, mm-hmm. but uh, you'll bleed to death, but you won't die right away. Yep. Apparently, they've actually figured out the percentage of the film that's actually spoken in English. Uh, it's okay. only 30, 30% of the film is in English. And the rest of it is either French, German, or Italian. No shit. How crazy yeah. is that, huh? That's 30% amazing. of it's English. The rest of it is, yeah, French, German. Wow. All right, so... 
Chapter five, revenge. What was it called? Revenge of the face. Did I write that down right? Oh, I revenge don't know the what big the head or revenge. revenge. Yeah, something like that. Um, one of those things. So the you were talking about the music, and I yes. think up until I loved the music up until this point. I feel like the Whoa. music that they use when she's like um, getting ready, getting ready, yeah, so odd to me. It just felt so different and out of place compared to what we were listening to earlier See, in the film. To me, that is my most favorite musical cue of all Tarantino films. Really? I love Bowie's uh, putting out fire with gasoline, cat people, for that. I thought it was amazing because he is known for putting, uh, you know, his classic songs into scenes where the movies don't really relate to the air and whatnot. Right. And I thought this was, this gave me goosebumps. Hmm. Sometimes I will pop in the Blu-ray and just watch that scene because <laughs> I thought it went perfect with the way she's getting ready, uh, going from Shoshana the victim to Shoshana the aggressor. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's like she's putting on her makeup like she's going to battle herself. You know, even when she's putting the blush and the blush, he's making yeah. straight lines on her cheeks. You know, um, yeah, this this is her her possible suicide mission. You know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought it was perfect. Normally, so yeah, exactly. Because normally I love his choices like that, but this one just didn't work with me. I don't know. It just it felt so odd, out of place to me. What did you well, think about this moment, Ash? Um, I actually loved it. Okay. I I didn't catch it. It was Bowie the first couple times I saw this, so it was just yeah, like, oh, it's Bowie. Uh, <laughs> and then I started listening to it. And I was like, this. Act, I thought it fit. Uh, I just liked it. It, it, I think it actually fit the scene. So hmm. speaking with you guys about uh, through these Tarantino films, I've come to realize how ignorant I am to knowing musicians. Like I just apparently don't know anybody because you guys always talk about, Oh, that's so-and-so. And that's so I was like, fuck, I don't know. I just sounded good. <laughs> I'm just so well, ignorant. I just realized that. Talk real talk right now. Real talk. Mm hmm. Uh, I did not know it was Bowie until after. Oh, I, had okay. I had never heard the song before. Fair I enough. never saw Cat People, which I, I do own now on Blu-ray. I do. Uh, too. I but it. yeah, at the time, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> and I think right. maybe that's why I loved it even more. Yeah. Because this, to me, this was like new music. I'm like, right, holy right. fuck, what is this song? You know? <laughs> I, I, I just recognized his voice. So he has a very distinct sound. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, but yeah, I, like to this day, I think this is my favorite Bowie song. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's just I have a lot. This movie, this movie is uh, relates a lot to me in in some way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I have it's one of my happy moments. Mm -hmm. I loved seeing this movie in the theaters, <laughs> and uh, I I I remember loving this segment um, while watching it for the first time. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I love. Lando's reaction, uh, Lando's reaction to him finding out how she hurt her leg. Just, it was so over <laughs> the top and just ridiculous. I yes. thought it was really, really funny. Because he knows the truth. Exactly. You know, he, he found the shoe in the aftermath of the gun battle mm -hmm. and he just knows it's her. And yeah, that overreaction makes everybody else laugh. Yeah. But again, knowing... What's going to happen next? Right. Will probably not be good for Bridget or Hammerschmark. 
Exactly. You know? um, yeah. Again, another nuance to this character. <laughs> he, he's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. yeah. And then him just, you know, talking to her and getting her uh, her entourage mm-hmm. to pronounce their names over and over again. <laughs> Why? Oh, man. It makes me laugh. I know. Like, it, it adds nothing. Right. You know? But he knows they're frauds. Yeah. Exactly. So why not... You know, extend the uneasiness. <laughs> Maybe they'll get away. Maybe they won't. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just he—he's like a cat, and he likes to play with his prey. Right. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. Tarantino intended this to be a, a war film as much as a spaghetti western, and considered actually titling the movie "Once Upon a Time in Nazi-Occupied France," <laughs> but, he, but he instead just gave that to the first chapter of the film. That's awesome. <laughs> I like I like that too. Yeah. It, it it sounds like a B side western, you know. Right. Yeah, and this this chapter delivers what has to be one of my favorite parts, just because of how funny it is. And my wife and I always, uh, it's her favorite part as well. Just the um, when when Brad Pitt is speaking his Italian, it's his Arriva Dirt in the most <laughs> tennis Southern Tennessean accent ever. Just so damn funny. And I thought all the characters just did really well with that speaking Italian moment. I thought it was really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. They're Italian from Queens. (laughs) (laughs) They don't speak no Italian. (laughs) Um, It's it's such a contrast, too, mm -hmm. to what happens next when he interrogates uh, Bridget one-on-one. Yeah. This is his his levity. But now, because, you know, you try to put one over him. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to make you pay. I think it was so interesting that he chose such a personal way to kill her. It's brutal. By, yeah. By because strength. it's personal. Yeah. Instead of doing a knife. Obviously, I see why he didn't use a gun because, uh, you know, it would make a scene. But mm-hmm. even just a knife, he, he decides instead to strangle her. It's just, well, wow. He feels betrayed because she is a German citizen. Right. She's a German movie star. Mm-hmm. And you're helping the allies? Right. Like what a smack in the face that is for him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah. So, so like a knife is not good enough for her. Yeah. A gun is too good for her. <laughs> like I'm going to use my bare hands to choke the living life out of you. Yeah. You know, that's something that's man. a statement. And it's a long scene while she's dying. It's, 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 it's brutal. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It just shows, you know, he can laugh, you know, and, and, you know, he can play around. But you cross him and you're dead. Yeah. And he's not going to make it pleasant for you. Right. Yeah. This was the first viewing that I realized that they were actually, the Americans' plan was suicide bombing. And that mm-hmm. just, wow, that threw me. Because I, when you think of that, you don't think, especially nowadays, you, suicide bombing, all we hear about, you know, uh, terrorists, you know, ISIS terrorists and what, what everything yeah. like that. Like, that's what I think of in 9-11 because of the age I am. You know, that's that's what I think of when I think of suicide bombing. I never would have put an American soldier in a situation like that. And so that was so jarring to me on this viewing. I was like, holy shit. You know, but the stakes were so high. Yeah, you like, all four all, of the major like, people heirs. Yes, Hitler was there. So yep. you have to – I still think though that the uh, – like their uh, ankle bombs mm-hmm. were supposed to be put under a chair and then, you know, forgotten type of thing. Yeah. I, I think that was a last resort if need be. You know, you, you blow yourself up in the mm-hmm. vicinity because they were attacked. I just think they got caught in the moment and they forgot to take off their ankle bombs. Mm-hmm. That could That's, be. 
That's what I think. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. But before we even get to that. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Oh. Here's, a, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Okay. According to IMDb, Simon Pegg was originally set to play Lieutenant Hickox, uh, but was forced to pull out of the project because of scheduling conflicts, and Fassbender replaced him. Oh, wow. Good. I think that would have been a very wow. different uh, different uh, take on that. Yeah. Yeah. Can Pegg speak German? I have no idea. I, uh, no, I, I don't. Like, I like Simon Pegg. I don't yeah, I do too. be good for that role. Not at all. That's really weird. Huh. That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, 09, I guess he was filming the first Star Trek? No, uh, he was working with uh, on the Adventures of Tintin, apparently. Yeah, I never oh. saw that. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, and it was for an animated good. family movie, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I used to read the comic books as a kid, and they were way too wordy for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, Hergé, enough with uh, the fucking, you know, uh, yeah, with with too many words. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you want one to jump of the coolest, one of the coolest little scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, when uh, the Coco and the Berju, when they've got those uh, those like knuckle guns. Yeah, where they do Superman punches oh, to, sh- God, to, to so shoot cool. the gun to shoot the guards. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. pretty cool. That was awesome. I love those. I thought they were yeah. so cool. Yeah, there's so many nerd out moments in this film. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like, guys, it was a pretty cool scene, right, guys? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so much insight in this podcast. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's what we are, though. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah I'm okay with that. And boys enjoying cinema. Damn exactly. it. Exactly. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of this. Exactly. Yeah. So there was. Um, Oh, Landa's scene when, when when we find out he's Landa's just screwing everyone to save himself. Yeah, I mean, just even more despicable of a character. But I, I love when he goes, "Ooh, that's a bingo!" Is, <laughs> is that how you say it? It's a bingo. <laughs> he's like, "Just that's bingo," or just bingo. Man, what a funny scene that was. But uh, the shot when Marcel walks to the back lights the cigarette and we see the smoke billowing up from the cigarette and the action going on screen and the, the pile in front of him. Mm-hmm. Just a beautiful shot. Yeah. I love that moment so much. And and even better when the screen is completely uh, engulfed and burnt mm-hmm. and it's just a smoke um, from uh, from the screen oh, and yeah. you have Shoshana laughing mm-hmm. on film and the laughter is is being, uh, uh, I guess, displayed on the smoke itself. So fucking great. That's haunting. Yeah. That is so haunting. Yeah, I felt bad for um, Fernand, Fernand, Fernando, whatever the hell his name was, the soldier who was chasing um, Shohan. No? Shoshana? Shoshana. Oh, you mean Zolar? I felt bad for him until... What the fuck? Are you, you felt bad for a Nazi? Zor. A goddamn Nazi? <laughs> oh. Oh. You know what? When she plugged him three times, I was oh, like, great. good. I felt bad when she, he plugged her back. I know. That's I, where I, I felt bad. I was like, oh. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah. Go with your thoughts on this. But I, I was like, good. He's dead. <laughs> What a creep. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, he just completely turned instantly into a jackass when he punches through the door and is, you know, just in, uh, asserting his will on her. And I was like, oh, good. Just get rid of him. And then well, she did. Like, so no means no. Right. But he won't take it because he's a Nazi. So, okay, Nazi take over and I yeah. take what I want, you know? 
Yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> I love one another comedic moment was when um Eli Roth walks down the aisle and is like psst, trying to get his attention, and the other guy walks down the aisle and he's like falling in front of the people in the aisle as he was trying to exit the row in the theater. Oh scoozy, god. Scoozy, scoozy. Scoo- <laughs> I was fucking dying. I love that. So many oh. brilliant elements in, yeah. <laughs> in in moments in this film. Right. But what's even crazier is he has a fucking bomb attached to his leg. So that's yes. why they're trying to be careful. But it, oh, wow. Um, and then just the shooting up of Hitler, just like his <laughs> face, just disintegrating with the bullet raining down on him. Man, oh, man. Yeah, that's that was pretty badass. And then it will become gospel one day when the aliens from the future see this movie as a historical document, like in the... Uh, like in Galaxy Quest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so alternative history. I love it, though. <laughs> exactly. I love that Roth and his partner, they don't know anything about like this fire that's supposed to happen, but they just go with it, and they're just shooting people up like it's supposed to happen. I love that. Just fantastic. Yeah, like a good soldier adapting to your environment. <laughs> right. Taking advantage of opportunities. Right. You know? And then yeah. watching... Um, Watching Landa get marked is just so cathartic and fulfilling to me at the end of this film. It, it's like you can breathe this sigh of relief, mm-hmm. you know, because you see other Nazis get marked like, uh, uh, anyways, whatever. Um, so you, 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 you yeah. see it from his point of view get marked, but right. now the camera's on the other side and you see Ugh. what rain actually does. Yeah. And it's gruesome. It really is. Yeah, it's great special effects. Yeah. Oh, such a just crazy. I don't know, man. It's just it's such a damn fine film. It's just a tour de force, like from the beginning to the very end. And there's just so many incredible scenes that come together to make one complete fucking awesome whole. And I I absolutely love this movie. Me too. Me too. Big fan. So, Mark, what are you giving... On our four-star scale, Inglorious Bastards. And any final thoughts that you'd like to share on the film? Uh, I think I pretty much said my piece on this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, to me, it's my favorite one. It's the one I've seen the most times after Pulp Fiction. Um, if I could give this five stars, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen that I can't. Uh, this is a full platinum four stars. Nice. And what about you, Ash? What do you give in this film? And any final thoughts, if you have any? Well, after talking with you guys and watching it again, I'm <laughs> actually reevaluating it. I think, I think I will give this one a three and a half. Okay. Um, and it actually moves up from my least liked about a couple. Excellent. All right. So I give this one four stars. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it, it's great. So. Going back to our order of things here, mm-hmm. last week I put Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill Volume 1, Jackie Brown, Death Proof, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill Volume 2. That was my order of things. This week I am going to insert Inglorious Bastards. It's going to be Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Kill Bill Volume 1, Jackie Brown, Death Proof, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill Volume 2. So it's going to be number two on my Tarantino filmography up to this point. So, Mark, where are you inserting Inglorious Bastards, even though I think I already know? Yeah, number one. Numero uno. It's going to go up. I, I kind of debated on this because mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, again, toward the force. Yeah. I just think as good as that was, this surpasses it. Okay. Like, it, it's a mastery. There's there's no, uh, you know, uh, 
it's maybe not as iconic and I don't think it ever will be as iconic. Right. Because of the times, you know, like exactly that's Pulp the fiction thing. came yeah. mid uh, mid 90s mm-hmm. during the whole indie scene. Yep. This is Tarantino with his biggest budget to date at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I make uh, Inglourious Bastards is number one, Pulp Fiction and the rest two and down. Yeah, so just to recap, Mark, yours yeah. is Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, Death Proof, Kill Bill Volume 2, Kill Bill Volume 1, Reservoir Dogs, and Jackie Brown. And that sounds good to me. Yeah, absolutely. And what about you, Ash? Let me just, just give you a reminder here. You have Pulp Fiction, then Reservoir Dogs, then Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2, Jackie Brown, and Death Proof. So where would Inglorious Bastards fit on this list? Uh, above Jackie Brown, but after Kill Bill. Okay. All right, so Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2, Inglorious Bastards, Jackie Brown, Death Proof. Excellent. Very good. So we've only two more films to talk about. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lordy, what will we do next? Well, we know, and we'll talk about that in the coming weeks here, which we're really excited to uh, dive into that as well. So, And I'm jealous for you since you have yet to see the following two films. So you get to experience it for the first time. Yeah. For the podcast. I know. You I'm are excited in for a treat. <laughs> yep. So next week we will be uh, continuing our Tarantino thon with a review of Django Unchained. And we're also going to talk about Black Mirror Season 2, Episode 2, and Season 2, Episode 3. Because we won't be talking about Episode 2 today for reasons that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. So Sorry. that, <laughs> don't even worry about it. So that is that. For this week, make sure you check out cinefessions.com for more. I uh, there is a review of Daredevil season two that went live last week. Or no, I'm sorry, earlier this week. And the next Star Trek Essentials article that went live. And also the video review from me of Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. So you can see or uh, see a lot more of my thoughts on that. And again, would love feedback on that. What would you like to see changed? Anything different, whatever. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube so we know that you guys are watching. And we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter, at PSYMIN1 or at Cinefessions. Ash, where can we find you on Twitter? DHGF Ash, A-S-H-E. Excellent. And what about you, Mark? Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, It's uh, Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Nadu, N-A-D-E-A-U. Um, I don't, I'm not really using it that much right now. I'm just kind of busy, mm-hmm. but, uh, if you hashtag topless YouTube reviews, we will do your best at Cinefessions to give you topless video reviews. <laughs> oh, that's not supported by anyone except Mark. I'll but... do it. <laughs> Everything passed, like wearing a shirt. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Tonight was excellent. And looking at the time, it's probably good we didn't have time to talk about Black Mirror because this would have been a really long episode if we had. So it worked out. It worked out. Long episode of awesomeness. Absolutely. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will catch you next time. (laughs) 